Welcome to the Crimson Circle Monthly Shoud Meeting. We're here in Louisville at the, Colo at the Crimson Circle Connection Center, again in Colorado. As you can see, we're here with Jeffrey Hoppe getting ready to channel Adamus Saint-Germain. I think we can all feel those energies moving, moving for us and moving through Jeff. This is a very special time and we invite each of us to really feel into this. Whether you're watching online, listening online, listening from Blog Talk Radio, we are here. We are here. Welcome. So, without any more delay, let's start with the good deep breath. Adamus regularly invites us to take the good deep breath. The single most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to breathe deeply and consciously. Take the good deep breath, the breath of allowing, the breath of and. Breathe with consciousness and awareness. The deep breath that flows through flows through the body, flows through the soul, the breath of the I am. Take the good deep breath and invite Indamus in close. Breathe it and allow it. Take the good deep breath and allow the senses to open, the human and the divine. And as you breathe, this music will play and I invite you to feel into the message, to feel in and invite Adamus in here for you. Stay with the good deep breath. Breathe for you. Running out of time, better get out or get in. Slipping by, won't wait to begin Cause I'm losing all my feathers in the wind Digging out a memory of who I was before Of how I got involved in this endless war The ones who win don't always need it more I'm ready for a I'm waiting for the pain to come I'm begging to believe Storm's coming, baby, bring it on I'm waiting for the blow I'm reaching out to take what's mine Whichever way it rows I dance my way through hailstorms anytime The people that I'm looking for out in the dark Under city lights you don't see many stars Crushing out a cigarette is all that I've done Calling on my favors, watch my bridges burn I'm stepping out, never to return I'm ready for a leave I'm waiting for the pain to come I'm begging to believe 
Sovereign domain. I love when we get the energy in the room going. I love when we gather each month for our shout. But before we go any further, I have to say, an Adamus without coffee is like a chamber without their doubts and worries. Where would my coffee be? Oh, and treats to go too. Adamus, here it Thank is. Thank you. How did you know I was hungry today? That's hers. No, no, it's fine. Oh, okay, wait. Okay. Got to get this right. She giveth and she taketh away. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I just thought the contrast mug would look better on mm. you. And what goodies do we have here today? I think I've made a point of talking about like my balls. favorite food in the last lifetime. My favorite food, rolled oats honey and nuts, sometimes with a few little spices in it, and somebody was gracious enough to send that in. Actually, several Chambre brought them. Several Chambre brought they them. They heard your cry for them. It's what I like to call the master balls. Mmm. Mmm. Some of you who <clears throat> indulge a little bit too much in meats and some of the starchy foods, you might try this. Rolled oats, honey. And would you like one of my <clears throat> master balls? Mm-hmm. 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 Master ball? Yes? Master ball. Quite the character mm-hmm. we are, aren't we? And oh, Quite the character. Oh, yes. Gourmet food for the master. Mm. The, um, the oats actually absorb a lot of the toxins in the body. The honey is good for just about everything within you. And if any of you have allergies, honey helps with that. And the nuts, well, that's just for you. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. You can, you can bite out of <clears throat> the master balls. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's start today's shout at the end. 
at the end. Oh, no, I like not that. the pizza party. Uh, not that end. <laughs> And the potluck. Adamus, the, there were excellent foods brought today for people that haven't come to a live I'll show. I'll stick to Master Balls. I'm telling you, that yeah. potluck stuff is the best it's ever been. Uh, what is, what's in it? Well, there's fruit. Actually, my favorite thing is mm. literally a eggplant salad from Transylvania. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite uh, tasty. So we could bring a little out for Uncle Adamus. Oh, please. Uh, sure, yes, sure. Yes. sure, sure, sure. Let's start at the end. Let's start at the end. And I like that because it's also letting you know that there is not really just a regular linear time frame. I've been talking about that for a long time, but you're already the master. Now you're just finding out how you got there. It's already there. It wasn't me that said that. It was Tobias who told you years and years ago in the Ascension series. You already ascended. Now you're just finding out what it was like to get there. And guess what? You get to choose. Do you want it the easy way, the hard way? Do you want to feel like you really worked hard for it to earn it? Do you want to do it with some suffering so you've got great stories to tell back at the Ascended Masters Club? Or do you just want to glide into it? Yeah, and it's totally up to you. So we'll start at the end. And the end of today's shout is saying that you are an attractant an attractant or an attractor. You attract energies. You're like a magnet. Actually, consciousness is like a creative magnet. You're attracting things into your life all the time. As you're sitting right here, as you're watching in online, there's a constant flow of energy that you're attracting. The question is, what do you want to attract and how do you want to attract it? You got used to attracting energy, not even being aware of it, but attracting it in a very, I would say, kind of a mundane, kind of a, kind of a very limited way. And it doesn't need to be that way. You are an attractant. Now, at the same time, we'll discuss in another shout, you are also a transmitter. Uh, you are projecting energies forth as a creator. You are constantly projecting to make your reality. But today we're going to talk about the attractant part of you. Sitting here, watching in online, you're a magnet. And whether you think you're doing anything or not, there's a tremendous flow of energies into you, through you. You are attracting just the perfect thing at the perfect time, whether your human self realizes it or not. Constant attraction. So sitting here together like we are in this shout, What are you attracting? What do you really want to attract into your life? What energies, what experiences, what realities do you want to attract in your life? And it's a bit of a trick question, because the human really doesn't know. Really doesn't know. When I ask that question, what do you want to attract into your life, you immediately go into a very programmed and a very um, rigid limitation. We've kind of done this before with the audience. What, what, what do you really want to do in life? What's the, your greatest desire? And it was so limited, considering all the potentials and possibilities. So sitting here right now, <coughs> what do you want to attract? Because you are an attractant. Once you become aware of that, how it works, how easily, simply it works, 
you really can start to create your reality, different realities, any way you want. But again, a bit of a trick question, because does a human really know what they want? Can the human see beyond the walls, the limitations that they put up? It wasn't because you were stupid or it wasn't because you were lazy. It happened as a result of the sense of focus. You came into a deep sense of focus. You forgot that there's all these other things out there, which we'll talk about today, and you've forgotten that you are a natural attractant of energies and experiences. That translates into people, opportunities, abundance, whatever it is you want in your life. Humans, for the most part, have gotten into the kind of a uh, I guess it would be a lazy habit of just accepting destiny, and there is none, and there is none whatsoever. But it's almost easier to say, it's just my destiny. It was some other plan for me, a higher self, angels, God, or whatever, and they truly kind of slip into the doldrums of mediocrity, forgetting that you are an attractant as well as a creator. So that's the end of the story today. Now let's see how we get there. But I want you to keep in mind, it's the same thing. You're a master, enlightened being. You're ascended, all the rest of that. It's already a done deal. How did you get there? What experiences did you go through? You don't earn your way there, as I've said many times before. You don't, you don't have to work hard to get there. It's just what experience did you want in order to get there? It's that simple. So let's take a good deep breath with that. Feel that part of you, the all of you actually, that is the constant attractant of energies, like a light that's constantly attracting, bringing forth into your life energies that nobody else is controlling, nobody else is manipulating. It's just you. Unless, of course, you believe that others are controlling, that there's conspiracies, that the, whether it's a government or aliens or your parents or anybody else has influence, has sway over your life. Well, if you believe that, that's the way you will attract energies. If you get off of that, you realize, ah, I am a being of consciousness. I am a consciousness magnet. I bring forth everything into my life I choose even things that the human self may not be aware of. Let's take a good deep breath with that. We'll come back to that at the end. See how we got there. Very foamy. In our last, in our last gathering. Do you want a tissue for your issue? Uh, yes, I do. Thank you. I'm a, a gentleman here, just not on the beard. In our last gathering, we talked about this is not yours. What's not yours? Anything you don't want. Any, it's that simple. It, it, I know some of you felt a little odd, a little awkward, thinking, well, can I just dismiss all of the, uh, the stuff? Can I just let it go? Absolutely. There's no law that says you have to hang on to the burdens of karma or anything that's happened in your life up to now. There's no cosmic law that says that you have to take ownership in things that are unpleasant. You don't have to uh, beat yourself up about things that you've done in the past. You can just let it go like that. And it's not irresponsible. It's actually very responsible. 
It is taking responsibility for you right now. Not you from the past, not you from another lifetime, not you for any other reason. Letting all that go, this is not yours, whether it's health issues, whether it's uh, abundance issues, relationships, or anything else, whether it's feelings of guilt and remorse about things you've done in the past. It's not yours. It's really not. Uh, we could get into the psychobabble about it and say it's all created because of mass consciousness and your bad parents and everything else, but you just let it go. You walk away from it. It's not yours. Some of you had a particularly difficult time this past month. You let go a little tiny bit of things. And then you wondered why you were still feeling tired or why you were somewhat depressed or had anxiety. You just let it all go. It's not yours. The only thing that is, is what you are choosing. That's it, period. It's that easy. We talked in our last gathering about the wisdom of the Master. The Master has tremendous wisdom, and it's wisdom that's been harvested from all of the lifetimes, not just this lifetime. It's wisdom from every lifetime that's ever been or could ever be in what you would call the future. It's without all the aches and the pains and the sad stories and the big fat stories and everything else, no details. It's simply the wisdom, the essence, the, the true beauty of life. The Master, the I Am, takes that, uh, that's distilled from the I Am. The, the Master takes that and brings it into this lifetime. Let, let's say everybody on this side of the room uh, represents uh, all of your lifetimes. Uh, and you have all these experiences with all these faces and all these identities. But the Master comes to you and says, let's do, let's do that dance in this lifetime. I'm going to bring the Master to you, not to you. I'm going to bring the wisdom to you, not to you, not to you, not to you. You'll eventually get it through her. But let's bring it to you, you and I, human and master. Invite me into your house, the house of the human. Let me coexist with you. I'm not going to take up any space. I'm not going to steal your food. I'm not going to peek through the, uh, the shower curtain or anything like that. <laughs> Allow me into that house. Let's coexist together, master and human. You can still have your human ways and the beautiful human experiences, but now there's the end of the master. The Master, I'll bring the wisdom. The human, you bring the heart. Oh, you've got heart, and you've got tremendous heart. I'll bring the wisdom, you bring the heart, and let's do the dance together. That's embodied enlightenment. When a human identity, a human aspect of what you would call the soul, when that human aspect is the one that you could say kind of is chosen by the Master, by the wisdom, uh, but it's really because of the allowing of this human. You're, you're allowing all the rest of them, your lifetimes. They're so preoccupied with what they're doing, they're forgetting to allow. They're, for, they're praying, they're crying, they're stealing, they're begging, they're into power issues, they're into identity issues, they're into poor me and, and, and great amazing me. But you're the one that allowed. You're the one that said, hey, there's got to be more than all this. You said, I allow something. I don't know what it is nor would I dare to even try to define it. But I know there's something. It's my knowingness. I'm going to allow. I'm going to be so bold and courageous. This, this one human aspect says, I'm going to be so bold and courageous, I'm just going to open up. I'm not going to filter. 
I'm not going to decide if it's light or dark or good or bad or if I'm worthy or not, because I'm kind of tired of all these other lifetime aspects. They're pains in the butt. And I'm kind of tired of myself, and I'm kind of tired of the old human linear path. I'm just going to allow without limits. And that's why the Master, the Wisdom, shows up and says, good, because none of the rest of my lifetimes, they're, they're not listening. They're so preoccupied with what they're doing. Oh, they're so full of it, and, and they're praying to weird gods, and they're doing all this strange stuff. But you, you with this one lifetime out of all of these, you allowed. Therefore, let's do that dance of coexistence together while you stay in the body. That's the role of the Master in each and every one of your lifetimes. They've harvested, they've collected, they've distilled the wisdom of all the other lifetimes. Whether those lifetimes even know it or not, they've distilled the beauty of life itself. And they now bring that to you, and they share with the heart of the human. The heart of the human, the wisdom of the Master, that's embodied enlightenment, and that's what you're here for. Let's take a good deep breath with that. The Master comes in, not, not, not to run your life for you, but the Master comes in, well, with the wisdom and things we're going to discuss today. So in our last gathering, I said, the human has such a, a, a heart. Oh, uh, you know, you could, there's a lot of things that could be said about humans. Uh, they, can be, they can be rough at times. They can be very, very lacking in consciousness. They, they're energy stealers. Uh, at, the, at the very core, they are energy stealers like I've never seen before, but they have heart. So in our last gathering, I asked you, what is, what is your goodness? What's in your heart? Personally, individually, what's in your heart? And I asked you to go forth from that last gathering and feel into it. And a couple of you actually did. And so now I'm going to ask dear Linda to run with a microphone. I, I warned you in the last gathering. I said, we're going to talk about this. Linda's going to, don't act surprised who me. I hadn't thought about it. What is your goodness? What is your goodness? And I would like somebody writing these on the, uh, the notepad. Uh, would you mind writing? Uh, you might want to show her how to use that looking glass thing. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably have about a dozen different ones, so write small enough. What is your goodness? The heart of the human, the wisdom of the Master, what is your goodness? And for goodness sake, I certainly hope you have identified that. You can test. You can write, I love Adamas on there. <laughs> she sh Linda's showing her how to use the erase button after I said, I love Adamas. Okay. Oh, so sweet. Okay. Lights up for the audience. What is your goodness? Oh, you're like, oh, too much light. Okay. Linda, please. What is your goodness? My goodness. Um, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. My goodness. I, goodness. I didn't think I was going to get the microphone. Uh, my goodness is that um, I believe I am a standard. A standard. For allowing my enlightenment mm -hmm. on earth at this lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
and to uh, okay, standard for who? For myself. Okay. To standard, standard okay. to be an example. That's that's what's in your heart. To be okay. Yeah, to be an example of allowing. Okay. My embodied enlightenment. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, so a standard. Are you going to allow uh, others to? Are you going to share with others about this uh, this uh, standard that you are about embodied enlightenment? I believe I do in essence. Right. And if asked about. You know, how did you approach that? How did you accomplish that? How did that mm -hmm. come to you? I would definitely. Absolutely. What would you say if somebody came to you and said, so how did you, my life's a mess. How did you do this? What would you say? And, and remember, a master is very succinct. Uh, yeah, doesn't, yeah, not a lot of long words. What would you say? Life can be definitely a big mess. I've been there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, but that's not helping me right <laughs> well, now. But I'm not done. That actually, <laughs> but, my boat's sinking yeah, even well, faster. But, it's but, like, crap, but, I came to you for help, and <laughs> what did you do? Did, but, did you have an uh, encounter with an alien, or what, what did you do? How did you, how, did you get every, how did you become this master that you are? I just let go. I just said, that's it. I let go. and Let go of what? Uh, let go of all the crap. Let go of all the... You let go of your money? I let go of everything. You let go of relationships? Relationships, oh, absolutely. I don't want all that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that don't serve me anymore. Ones that, the ones okay, that don't, there you go. Ones that don't serve, serve me anymore. anymore. Absolutely. Good. And then just having to look deep inside to say, what does serve me? Yeah. What does um, support me yeah. to be who I am now? Okay, but here's the way a master would do it. Mm. The question is asked. Uh, you pretend you're the... the the human going through but all How did you do it? Oh, Adamus, how I am so distraught in my life. Things are just down in the uh, dumps. I've heard enough. I've but heard how enough. did you do it? I've oh. heard enough. I've heard your story before. Thousands of stories just like that. I let go of everything that wasn't mine. See? She's already enlightened. Ah, <laughs> ah and then they walk away having no clue what you said. Ah, wise master. I have no idea what he or she said, but wise master. The reason why I know that is happens to me after every shout. It's like <laughs> so. Then what is your, what is yours? Then what is yours? What is yours? That grasshopper is for you to find out. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, really. I mean, truly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, right. that's for you to find out. And then leave them at that. Mm -hmm. I mean, leave them at that. Then they'll come back in a week or a month or whatever and say, well. I was really confused at what's mine and what isn't, and isn't it all mine? And that's when you tell them once again, let go of everything that is not yours. I was close. I was close. Let go of everything. Of everything that is, that not, is not yours. yours. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then they'd be really confused for a while about what is theirs, but that's good. They get some churning going mm -hmm. on in there. They get the old cesspool of the, yeah. <laughs> of the, of the mind working away. and mixing things up a little bit, and then they keep coming back and saying, what's mine and what isn't? Mm -hmm. And you keep reminding them that's up to you to decide. And then at one point they'll come back and say, you mean I can just let go of the bad stuff I've done? I can let go of my identity? I can let go of my family? I can let you mean I can really let go of that? And you're like, yes, when you're ready, right. when you're ready. But yeah, you use few words and you nod a lot as a master. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got that down. And you do the eyeball yes, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you look up like you're constantly in touch with higher forces. Thank you. Thank you, Master Thomas. Yes. Mm -hmm.
Good. What is your good? Uh, did you write that one? Uh, a standard. A standard. It's on good. there. It's on there. Oh, standard. Let's, let's go over everything. Good. Let's go to the. What's the goodness? Let's go in to your the heart. Transylvania eggplant chef. Wow! 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 <laughs> Damn. Uh, is there garlic in that? Nope. Good. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, Neither onions nor garlic, for we are here to utter sweet words. No, no. Shakespeare. I have yeah, yeah, yeah. blessed uh, the salad with Transylvanian energy. Ah, good, good. Uh, what, what is uh, your goodness? I realize that I inspire people, good. Um, especially people of my age. Yeah. I work in a climbing gym. Uh-huh. Uh, lately I did some furniture. You, why would somebody have a climbing gym? Is that what you said? A climbing gym? Yeah, climbing gym. Climbing gym? Yeah. What do you climb for? Um, no reason. It's kind of like, uh, like the spiritual path. You just keep climbing and never really getting anywhere. <laughs> it just. Uh, I, so I, th you, I think that they are trying to ascend, but forcing it. Yeah. What do you get when you get to the? Is this like a big wall that I've seen, and you climb up? Uh, oh no, there are a lot of games of uh, I want to prove myself. Yeah. Uh, oh. I want to test myself. Yes. I want to challenge myself. That's, that's all of that. Yeah. I mean, gee, I, it sounds like fun. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, what, what do you get when you get to the top or the end? You get a prize. Uh, you get. Uh, no. Pizza. A no. I bottle mean, of good wine. Uh, anything. If the route is hard, yeah. and you get to the top, and you yeah. struggle, like, and yeah. finally you get to the top, it's like, I made it, I beat up the fear. Yeah. So that's what you get. Yeah, well, that sounds like a complete waste of time and energy. <laughs> hey, no, but I'm serious. Uh, isn't this so human? Yeah. You know, life is hard enough. Hey, let's put up some fake walls and climb those, so when we get to the top, we're going, ah, ah, ah. But it can uh, be my fun. My greater what? It's like, isn't that like human life and, and the spiritual journey? You know, it's so simple. You don't have to climb walls. You don't have to do anything for your realization other than to allow it, to be that one lifetime that says, okay, I open up, I allow. Oh, eggplant. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to sure there's no garlic in there. No, no hidden no garlic. garlic. No. I'll, I'll have that in just a moment. I want to pursue this train of thought. Isn't that so human? Let's put up a, a wall to make things even harder. You know, like, like you're, you're gaining some sort of points or something. Uh, wow. And we're doing just the opposite here. We're letting all that go. There are no walls to climb. There are no obstacles to overcome. There's no heroes in the room here, uh, in terms of the human definition of a hero. There's no heroes. The only hero would be one who's let go of everything that's not theirs. But even then, it's nothing you, you have to beat your chest about. I mean, not all want to prove themselves. No, Some not just all. just have fun. So, so have fun. That sounds like fun. Okay. Uh, let's. I was nice last month. <laughs> this month is a little different. I, we didn't do any audience interaction last month. I'm making up for lost time. So, uh, so what do you say? What's your goodness? Uh, should I finish my story or just? Yeah, go straight to the goodness. Um, I'm a very kind person, and I inspire others. Yeah. And Good. Yeah, that's. This is one of those kitty cat moments, everybody. Ah. Oh. Ah. Uh, no, it's, it's good. Yes, and it's and, true. Um, you, you're kind and inspiring. I inspire people. How do you inspire yes. people? Well, last time a guy just uh, walked past me, and while, while I was working, and he said, 
you know, would you like to have a coffee? I feel a lot of compassion in your eyes. Yeah. And it turned out that he's a young master. I oh. could feel that in him. Yeah, yeah. So he was very inspired by my work. Good. And there'll be a lot more of those happening in your life, all of your life. Yeah, I, I felt that, and yeah. it is happening. Yeah, uh, who paid for the coffee? Actually, he invited me at his place, and he's a barista guy. So oh, okay. Good. Good. Thank you. So, kindness and, ins and inspiration. Yes. Good. Next, what's your goodness? Miss Texas? You yes. had your hand up before? Uh, Would you mind standing so the whole world can yes. see you? Okay. 87 um, million people watching right now. <laughs> Mine, in the other realms. Mine that I feel is peace. Peace. peace is in your heart. In my heart. Yeah. There's more depths to it, but when you talk about the allowing, to me the allowing is the start and the ultimate goal is the surrender. Okay. And if peace is in your heart, is it in your everyday life? Not completely. Not completely. Okay. But is it, is it infiltrating? Yes. Good. I'm at Good. a place... Define, of, define peace, if you would. Um... It's receiving the moment and accepting the moment without analyzing it and just reacting to it from mm -hmm. a place of trust. Yeah, I, I would call that grace. You can call it anything you want, but I would call it grace. Yeah. Grace is allowing energies to serve you. Yeah. Uh, and, and it does create a peace within you because you're no longer having to fight for everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a grace. It's amio. Uh, it's all amio is, is just being you're so allowing and trusting in the I am, in yourself, that you're not fighting for anything anymore. All the battles are gone, and you're just allowing it. Uh, yeah, and there's a peacefulness. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit of boredom. Gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. Good. Thank you. Okay. Did you get that? Peace. Yeah, great. Okay, we can stop right there. A couple more. What's the goodness in your life? Ooh, the face I saw there. Oh, the energy. You know, uh, one thing I, I, I assure each and every one of you are going to become really good energy readers. Uh, you're becoming more and more so. And it doesn't come from the analytics of the mind. It's, it's a very quick knowingness. You just can read or feel the energy. You don't have to go into some trance. Uh, your projection there was amazing. Uh, very, very strong. What do you feel? Oh, uh, I'm going to let you answer my question first. What's your goodness? I, I, I will tell you, I felt, a, I felt a lot of the anxiety in your life, a lot of the gris, uh, gristle in your life, and you just want it to be over with. And you hear the words, but you're not living it yet. And it's I'm a like, little pissed off with my sweetness right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. It is, I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to... It's like I, I don't feel like sharing my sweetness with everyone right now. You don't have to. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel right now. Yeah. How about sharing it with you? Yeah, screw you too. I mean, it's like, it's like, no, that's what she said. I'm reading what she, she said. Uh, no, nah, I'm just gonna share it with myself. Well, so I did the, fill in after last month. I did, yeah. and um, I'm a little grouchy today because I I realized over this last month how much I give to others all yeah. the freaking time. Why? Um, I just do. That's just just what I do. But I mean, and let's take uh, just what I do. That doesn't go in this room anymore. Well, I think it's part of what my sweetness is. Um, I'm an artist, Where'd you and I develop create the a sweetness? lot of beauty Where'd everywhere. you develop the sweetness? Where did that come along? I think it was just, and what I'm figuring out is I think it's just a people-pleasing mechanism, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, who are you yeah. trying to please? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. who are you trying to please? 
um, everyone so that they'll like They'll go me. way back. Who yeah. are you trying to please early on? Um, I don't know. Early on, like everyone. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, let's say two, three years old. Who are you trying to please? My mom. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so I'm still not quite through with the process right. this month. The shout came a little early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me like two more you weeks. Know, we're you know, we're gonna two more weeks it. and I'm gonna be Oh, two more awesome. weeks you need yeah. it on yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, well That's all. hey, this train yeah. moves fast. So, <laughs> so yeah. what what's your what's your goodness? Um I'm an artist. I I create beauty in so many ways. Okay. Like everywhere. Good. I see it and I Artistic. create it. Yeah. Great. What's your most yeah. recent creation? Um most recently I've been doing a lot of Venetian plaster. Okay. Yeah. You do you like doing it? Yeah, I love doing it. And yeah. I have to say, the climbing gym thing, uh -huh. freaking love that. Really? But you know why I love it? Yeah. It's because I love the physicalness of my body because I'm super strong. Sure. And the Venetian plaster is the same way. So oh, it's like good. I wanted to defend the climbing gym because it's fun. Defend all day long. Yeah, because <laughs> it's fun to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not just about like sitting there being all on a park bench, not being in I, your but body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's about like being in your physical and being like... No, that's, uh, but I'm going to stop the ridic ridiculous discussion right away. It's so human. It's so linear. There are many other ways to receive tremendous sensual satisfaction of the body, but you're not looking at them. Uh, and I, I address this to all of you. You're like, well, here's the reality. I'm in a physical body. I'm going to go climb walls or uh, make Venetian plaster. You're not seeing what's there. And this whole point of today's discussion, you're an attractant, but if you are only in this narrow spectrum, you're only going to attract a certain energy. There are beautiful mountains out there that you can soar over. You can fly over. Why climb them? I, I do that. Good, but you didn't say that. Well, yeah. you didn't let me continue the story. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right, because... We have a limited amount of perceived time here, and Chamber sometimes does tend to tell long, big, bad stories. But it's my point here is there are so many other alternatives. We'll get. Into I will that allow in a for that. Yes, okay, sir. I am good. open to that. Good. So Absolutely. What's your, what's your goodness? Your yeah. creative, your creative beauty. Um, creative beauty. Yes. Yes. Good. And by the way, um, Calder's telling me to remind everybody you did the Venetian plaster wall in the Masters Club. Good. What a great creation. Good. What's your goodness? What is your goodness? Don't be afraid. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, I think that my goodness is that um, I know what you're going to say, but I serve people. Um, I live. I work at assisted living, so uh -huh. I um, spend my days serving people. I have a child who's three and a half, Lovely. and um, and part of my job is helping people who are in transition into the other world. Yeah. So, um, How do you uh, help them? Huh? How do you help them? Oh, with all of their daily things that most people don't want to help other people well, with. <laughs> the you ever help them and just, the are you helping people. them energetically, kind yeah, of saying, it's okay to go, it's okay? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. actually the whole thing is that like, while I'm doing it, I'm holding a space right. in, energetically. And so learning how to just sort of be present, hold my space, hold the energy of allowing yeah. so that other people can have their experience and it's okay. 
So you serve people. Yeah. That, that's the goodness yeah. in your heart. Yeah. Good. And, and I'm also trying to be more creative. So I think... Trying to be. You don't try to be okay. creative. I'm allowing myself to spend more time yeah. being creative. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to think my way into happiness. Yeah. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. I'm going to try to be more creative. You can't. You, why? Because you already are by nature. Right. So it's allowing right. what is already there to come right. forth. Yes, making time for creativity. Yeah, yeah. So in your heart, serving people. Thank you. Thank you. A couple more. Okay. I think you're beginning to get uh, the Esteban from Argentina, here. I think, has an answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, oh! 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 Uh, I've got uh, all my friends that are laughing. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> laughing oh! right now. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they know where you're going next. Yeah, my friends are all watching live. Right, right. And they're really going to laugh with what comes next. Linda, would you come over and get the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> and you got 60 seconds in the women's bathroom. <laughs> oh! No, just you got to go stand in. No, 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 no. Just no. You have to go. You, you have to, you have to go. Well, uh, what if I don't? Well, <laughs> you're going to find out the hard way. What is your I, oh, I'm not going to tell you. You got your choice. 60 seconds in the women's bathroom for the unspoken words that should never be spoken here, or see what happens next. Are, are you driving anywhere today? No, I don't. You don't drive. I mean, are you taking a vehicle, even if driven by another? Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I'm just asking. I'm just Uh-oh. asking. Or 60 seconds in the bathroom. Just go. Just go. <laughs> I'll bring yeah, the mic back you to you. You can go in there. Yeah, we just have to make a point here. It's clean. We, it's clean. We cannot, ladies, ladies, is there we cannot ladies? be. Let's see, let's we see. cannot tolerate ladies. the I don't okay, know anymore. Cool. That's why I make such a point. We just can't tolerate because you do know. That's the damn thing. You do. You do know. And that's why I make a point. It's not to be abusive a little bit, but it's not so much to be. But it's a constant reminder when you hear yourself saying there, that those words to yourself, oh, I don't know. You do know. Let's get off of these old ways, and that's where we're going to end up today, is you are an energy attractant. You sit here and you say, I don't know. What do you think happens? You attract that energy, indecisiveness, uh, mediocrity, doing nothing, waiting for, uh, you know, for your uh, uh, train to show up. You can come back now. He's, fascinate. He's fascinated in there. He's looking all around. He's feeling the energy. Uh, all right, enough. Of, we don't want to create new addictions. Come on out. Come on out. Thank you. You survived. You survived. You survived. And your friends are really laughing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps looking in the TV like he's going to see them all in there. So what's, the go- what's your goodness? Take a deep breath. Yeah, take a deep breath. Don't say the magic words that will uh, transport you to the bathroom again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's your goodness? I emanate like joy. Okay, you're you're a joy radiator. Yeah, yeah, yes. Transmitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, that that I I is not mock you. I can feel that. Yeah. You constantly radiate joy. I'm yes. Good. I feel like life is easy and. It's like what, what do you do for a living? I'm a photographer. A photographer. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Wow. And uh, do you enjoy it? 
yes, actually, I, and, and this trip I'm taking to the States, I'm, realized that, I'm realizing that uh, what happens is that I actually, it's, it, being a photographer, it's just a small part of what I like, that it's talking to people and saying things yeah, to yeah. people. Interacting with people. Yeah, yeah, like I'm starting to write and I'm feeling like super good about writing. Like, mm -hmm. like well, what are you writing? I don't know, whatever comes, I just let it like mm -hmm. flow into. So you're, you're constantly radiating drawing. That's good. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, and thank you. That's it for right now. Oh, I don't you want one more? All right, one more. Come on, we need a senior chambre, someone that's been here for senior a long, long chambre. time. Senior uh, If it was me, I don't <laughs> think I'd appreciate that. A wise chambre master. The first master. time in 18 years. Yes. She's handed me the first, mic. First time? First time. Wow, wow. Yeah. Miracles one thing, if you seen. let it go, yes. if you tell people, just let everything go, they freak out. They do. What you, you can let things what go. What you can say also is, let it go. If it's supposed to come back to you, it will. And then they're a lot better with it. Yeah, but then they'll outsmart you. They'll say, why let it go? I'll just hang on to it. Because no, they, <laughs> no yeah. they let it go. As yeah. long as there's, I don't know, it just works. So what's the goodness in your heart? Unconditionally understanding, listening. Yeah. Listening, good, good. Who do you listen to? Myself, mostly, yeah. but... People will just, strangers, will mm -hmm. just come up and start talking to me yeah. and tell me their whole life story. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Do you ever I, feel that they're energy feeding? Do you ever feel bored and nauseated with their stories? Probably with some, yeah. but not all. Uh, uh, and uh, I can tell Not to interrupt that. you, but humans actually are not very good storytellers. It goes on and on and oh, on. And they go linear. Yeah. When I was two years old, I was like, where is this going to go? Yeah. If you're going to tell stories, learn to start at the end and then go back and then really summarize quickly. Yeah. But Get I, to the it, point. I don't take it in. Yeah. Why, why, just, just out of curiosity, why do you listen to it at all? It's just something that's happened all of my life. Yeah. And it uh, just... We're going to stop right there. Freeze. Everything freezes. Okay. Right up there with, I don't know is the phrase, and you didn't know this before, but is the phrase, it's the way I've always done it. We're going to blow that up. I mean, okay. we're going to like big time blow it up because that was stupid. It's the way I've always done it before. Yeah. It does not work anymore in this classroom or wherever you happen to be. Good. So good, good. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I guess I was supposed to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Good. It's your desk. It's your desk. You're, yeah. you're, you're meant to bring that up. Okay. Now, I asked the question, uh, what's in your heart? And a lot of good answers, a lot of different answers to verse, but I'm going to sum it up. I'm going to distill it. Here's an example of distilling. Got a lot of stuff. We've heard a lot of words. Let's bring that into, into succinctness or distill all the essence from all of these. We have peace and grace. We have uh, listening to others. We have serving people inspiring and kind, uh, uh, being a radiator or uh, radiating joy, all good things. But I'm going to distill it into a very simple one word, compassion. Every one of you has tremendous compassion for humans for a lot of different reasons. Some of you, because you've been here from the start, you helped kind of 
uh, spawn this whole thing. Uh, you, some of you, because you've had so many lifetimes, you understand the joys, the beauties, the downfalls, and the, the uh, sadness, the dramas of the human life, but you still love it. I mean, it's still, it, human life is just amazing when you rise above it. When you're stuck in it, it's not so amazing, but you rise above it, it's, it's beautiful. You've all been in service for many lifetimes to others, whether it was through things like hospitals uh, or uh, medical care, whether it was in the past as priests or nuns who listened, who were really good at listening to others. Actually, they always fall asleep, but it, nobody really knows how but they <laughs> develop this skill of listening. Whether it was just having, this, having had tremendous loves in your life, love for children and partners and others, you, Shambra, all of you, have tremendous compassion. That's what's in your heart. That's what's, no matter how you say it, but almost every one of you that would have gotten the microphone was going to say almost that. It's compassion. It's, it's appreciation, acknowledgement of others, serving them, being with them, caring for them. None of you want to hurt anybody else. As a matter of fact, perhaps you go the other way. You're all still trying to save everybody, and you're slowly learning it simply can't be done or shouldn't be done. But there is in your heart a compassion, the, the human side of you has a compassion that cannot be found anywhere in all of creation, anywhere. And I know sometimes you think, well, there's got to be beings out there who are just all full of uh, rainbows and, and love and everything. Not really. Not really, because none of them have had the journey or the heart of the human like you do. Your compassion ranks far above what you would call the human norm. And I'm not trying to flatter anybody here, but you have such a love for humanity and a compassion for them that sometimes, well, actually most of the time, you deny yourself of that same service, of that same joy, of that same peacefulness, or whatever it, whatever it is. You deny yourself to a fault. To a fault. And I say to a fault because what you're really doing right now, it, it, by holding back, by denying yourself of that same compassion, is you aren't going to what the very first comment was, being a standard. And just imagine for a moment, being a true embodied master, a standard. Now bring in the heart of the human and imagine for a moment what that can do for this planet or for New Earth. That compassion given to yourself and then radiated out to others, shared with them, oftentimes without any words or without any physical service, but simply shared with them. Imagine what that would do for humanity right there. Not toiling away day by day trying to listen to their problems or attend their physical needs, but by being that standard. It is compassion that's in your heart. Now, stay with me here, or go back later and, and listen to it, but what is compassion? What is compassion? We talked about it particularly in some of our gatherings uh, where we go in depth, like Kihak or Threshold. Compassion 
is from the, the soul, from the I am, the compassion, the joy of being. Not of accomplishing anything, not of getting from point A to B, but simply the joy of being. That is the thrill of the soul, of the I am. It doesn't have to climb mountains. It doesn't have to perform big tasks or, or huge accomplishments. The compassion, if you feel into it for a moment, of the soul is simply being. I exist. I am that I am. That is such compassion and a thrill and a joy and, and all these other things. I am that I am. That's the compassion or the passion of the soul. Stay with me here now. That passion, compassion of the soul is the very thing that creates or brought forth energy. Energy is condensed compassion. What is in your heart is compassion, love, compassion, whatever you want to call it, admiration for others. That is energy. You are an attractor. You attract energy. But when the heart is covered over by doubt, by fear, by remorse, when the heart simply isn't able to shine forth because of guilt and shame, which are huge issues, have been for all of you, when that heart is covered up, that energy, that attractant isn't working very well. There's a big filter on it. When you open up, when you allow that same compassion for yourself as you do for others, that same love for humanity, now you give to yourself, suddenly everything changes. Everything changes. It's a very important point. I guess you could call it a type of physics, but the compassion that you have. When I talk about the heart of the human, that compassion, is the thing that brings in energy and creates your reality. So we take a bold step here in saying, now we're going to open the heart up. We're going to bring that same compassion that's deep-seated within each and every one of you. We're going to bring it into your reality, the human reality. And now we're going to watch how the energies and the way reality is shaped and formed to truly change effortlessly. No climbing mountains unless you want to climb mountains. I'm not picking and climbing mountains. I just don't understand when there's so many other ways to experience the sensuality of, of life. But that's, that's just me. So now, let's take a deep breath of that. Remember, you are an energy attractor, attractant. You bring it in you constantly, this flow of energy. You are a compassionate being. That's in your heart, much more so than most other humans. really is. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Now, feel into the dynamics now as, as you open that heart. If nothing else, just sharing it with the Master who brings the wisdom, opening that heart to the Master, how energy dynamics start to change. 
It's a no-brainer because you don't have to think about it. There's no effort in it. Now, let's shift gears a little bit more. Next, I'd like to bring a graphic up on uh, the screen and also to show out to everybody watching in. And the lights down, please. I'd like you to stare into the graphic. And no, I'm not trying to hypnotize you. There's really uh, what, what you would call bad karma in hypnotizing others, uh, and particularly for power reasons. Just stare into that for a moment. Okay. Lights up, please. Image off the screen. Linda on the microphone, what did you experience? What did you sense, feel? What was your experience with that? Okay. Well, circles and wedges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what did you feel? I, I, I know what it was, but oh, sort of uh, microphone to your mouth, please. Uh, sort of a peace. I a felt peace? peaceful. Okay. Okay. Peace. Next. What did you experience with that uh, image on the screen? I experienced kind of a fractured. Uh, fractured? Okay. Yeah. Just things felt fractured? Okay. Uh -huh. Interesting. What did you experience with that? Uh, it looked very confusing to confusing. me. Confusing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A couple more. Um, I could sort of see it two different ways, and I had a choice. Mm -hmm. So one was huh? just sort of pattern, kind right. of literally, and the other was um, motion, motion, like sometimes my brain exactly. perceives motion. Good. One more. What did you experience? Um, I experienced about the same thing uh, Stephanie did. Um, it was just lots of squares, and it looked like they were moving in long arms, and mm -hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. Good. Okay. Now, let's uh, get the lights down again. Images back on the screen. This is a classic, <laughs> classic hypnotic pattern that we're not using to hypnotize anybody. Lights down, please. And image on the, over the internet. Okay. You look into this, and if you stare into it, you begin to see movement. It's a natural thing. The brain doesn't know how to read all the patterns that have been specifically designed, so it's not sure how to read. So it starts seeing motion, and many times emotion will draw you into it. Sometimes it'll feel like it's coming at you. As you stare into this, there's also sometimes a sense of disorientation. You become disoriented from the surroundings that are all around you right now as you stare into it. It has a very hypnotic effect. And as you continue to stare into it for a period of time, 
you start to get caught in it. You are pulled into it. The mind is very patterned in the way it thinks, the way it interprets light, sound, sensory inputs. It's very patterned into that. And it now the mind is actually creating patterns, creating uh, images that aren't even necessarily there. But all the time the mind, mesmerized by this, is pulled into it. Lights back up, please. This is uh, an example of the sense of focus. And I use this particular graphic today to basically explain what happens in, in a symbolic way, what happens when you come to this reality, when you come to planet Earth, you take on physical body, you're in time and space. It's no different than a pattern like that. You get caught in it. You get, you get sucked into it. It is mesmerizing. It has a way of hypnotizing you, pulling you in. Your body, for some of you and your mind, start to feel a little disoriented here because you're going out of another reality state, going out of another way of perceiving reality. You're getting focused in, and, and it takes the body and the mind a little bit to adjust to it. That's why you get a little disoriented feeling. And then when the image is discontinued, then you try to come back to your familiar surroundings. But your familiar surroundings right here are nothing but a mesmerizing pattern that you get caught into. You get, you get caught into it or played into it or whatever you want to say when you first came to the planet. And then you get a, a, accustomed to it. And then you start saying, but this is the way it is. This is we don't question it. It's always been done this way. I have to breathe because well, it's <laughs> ridiculous. You have to breathe. Actually, you don't. But if you believe you do, you believe you need to eat food, you need to drink water, then that's exactly what you're going to attract into your life, and that's the way your reality is going to be built. When you are deeply in the sense of focus, you'll do everything you can to validate the sense of focus. The only thing that, uh, that changes the picture here is when one gets a knowingness, what Tobias called the fruit of the rose, the way out, when one gets the knowingness that there is something more, when one says, I know I'm in – you can put the graphic back up and just keep it there for a bit – when one says, I know I'm caught in here, and my mind analyzes and says, well, it's black and white, and it's circular, and there's lines, you can go ad infinitum into trying to describe the physics of that graphic, and it doesn't matter. You're still in the graphic. You're still in that focus. You're still in that reality. And it makes it very difficult to see anything outside of that reality. So when the mind ponders everything from creativity to solutions to old problems to what's coming next in your life, how are you going to live, it's all done from within here, forgetting that there's so much more. It's all focused in here rather than realizing there's a whole lot more out there. The mind has a tendency to try to analyze, 
and to, um, to basically justify the existence of being in that hypnotic pattern, or in this case, in the human reality. There's nothing wrong with the human reality, but it's very, very limited. That's why you're here. You basically said, there's a knowingness that transcends this reality I'm stuck in. There's a knowingness that there's got to be something more than black and white that creates a, a certain type of reality. There's got to be more. We've talked about that before. It's what brought you here. It's what's driving you crazy about everyday human life. But yet, the mind still will try to rationalize that focus, that reality. It will try to figure its way out. And if you really look in there, that just kind of keeps going on and on and on and on. Imagine for a moment now, that's the reality and that's your spiritual path right down that, that tunnel there. It just goes on. and It's more of the same. Something's got to change. I kind of talked about it in the story of the land of the blue in the memoirs of the Master. In the story of Land of Blue, I said, originally there was this community, this village, and they had all the colors. They had reds and yellows and pinks and violets, and just about every color you can imagine, and colors that aren't even in the human spectrum. They had all these colors. But they loved blue. They loved blue. And it got to be that blue was kind of the most admired and worshipped color. Blue brought more money at the market. If anything was blue, people got more money for it. Ah, oh, there was such a reverence for blue. I, I don't know why. It's just the way they were. Maybe it was the blue focus. But pretty soon, everything in their reality started to turn blue. The skin color started to turn blue. The clothing was blue. The houses were blue. The sky, of course, is blue. The ground was blue, and it was all different shades of blue, and there was shadowing on the blue, so you could tell objects one from the other. But everything was blue. Their money was blue. Their songs were blue. Everything was blue, because they went into a hypnotic focus, perhaps based on their love or their, their, their um, sensual feelings about blue. Who knows? But pretty soon it was just blue, and that's all there was. All the other colors were forgotten about. They weren't written about. Nobody wrote to say there used to be yellow, there used to be red. Everything was blue. But then there was a few individuals who knew there was more. They just knew. And they tried to describe it to others. They tried to say, but there's more than blue. But they couldn't. They couldn't find the words, because their vocabulary was all blue. There weren't any words for yellow. There weren't any ears that would hear yellow or red or any other color. So they got frustrated. They got filled with anxiety. They knew there was more, but well, then they started thinking they were crazy. Maybe they were just making it up. Maybe they should just be happy with blue bread and blue pizza and blue football and blue everything. And they tried to get back into blue, but Something was nagging within them. Something said, I'd rather just die rather than continue this blue existence. And when they said that, things started to open up. And that's your story, my friends. That's you. 
That's you saying, we're in such a focus, and blue here could be time or space. Blue could be duality. Blue could be whatever, but it's limited. It's not all that there is out there. There is so much more than this. And this is fine, but there's a lot more. Let's take a deep breath with that. Focus, a sense, a way of perceiving reality, a beautiful sense. We could take this down now. It's an amazing – focus is actually one of the most magical of all senses. It gets you, and it becomes so focused, so blue, it's hard to find your way out. The classic uh, I was gonna say, mistake, the classic misconception is you're going to get out of blue using blue, and it doesn't work. You've got to alt your reality. Alt. You all have the key on your computers. Alt means different. It means a change. It means no more blue. So what we're here to do today is to activate – I don't like activations. Let's say we're going to remember the Alt button. Calder's <laughs> certainly got that word wrong. We're going to remember the Alt button that's already within you. Alt reality. When you are looking at life, what's ahead of you? When the human says, okay, what's tomorrow going to bring? What's enlightened mastery all about? All the rest of that. You're still thinking in the sense of focus, in limitation. That's why I don't like the words when somebody says, I don't know, or that's the way it's always been done. Let's blow up. That's the way it's always been done. Because that's just another way of the hypnotic pattern capturing you. Well, I'm just in this hypnosis. I'm in this focus. I'm, and of course, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. No, there's not. There's an alt reality where there's not 24 hours in the day, where there's no hours in the day, where there is no time. And it's not out there, it's right here, but you didn't see it because you were so focused there on the screen. It's not a mind game. The mind cannot play where we're going, not right now anyway. The mind cannot control it. The mind has no domain or uh, dominion or power over it. The mind will actually work against it for a short period of time until the mind learns to adapt to alt reality. This reality is one of deep focus. But you already know there's so much more. You were just almost embarrassed to talk about it because you didn't know how to explain the physics to others. You were wondering if you were just making it up or if we're just all going a little crazy here. I can tell you, my dear friends, there, is, there are alt-realities, and they're here. They're not out there. They're right here. We just need to hit the alt-reality button. And as simple as that sounds, it's also a bit of a challenge. Are you really ready to go out of old focus? Are you really ready to feel something that could make your body feel very queasy? Because it's not used to alt realities. It's used to focus. And the mind, you're going you're gonna to wonder at times, are you going out of your mind? Are you really ready to hit alt reality, different reality? And I know the answer is yes, but I'm telling you what lies ahead is it's, 
it's going to take a tremendous amount of allowing because you hit that alt button and suddenly things really make no sense at all, but yet they're going to make more what you call sense, as in the way of perceiving reality, than anything you've done before. Let me explain it in a bit different way. Uh, reality is nothing more than uh, the, an experience within a certain spectrum of energy and consciousness. And it's often dictated by beliefs. For instance, on the planet, there are two primary beliefs about how you got here and where you're going. Two primary beliefs about the, the human condition. One is evolution. Darwin, who was really bat-crazy in a way uh, – <laughs> he truly was uh, – brilliant, but bat-crazy. Darwin, evolutionism, uh, that everything evolved from green pond scum that it was just um, kind of a matter of evolution. You were, were apes. Uh, you evolved from some um, biological, perhaps, accident. Everything just kind of evolved. Now, Darwin doesn't – and the theories of evolution don't really talk about how that pond scum came to be, how the, the initial uh, microbes or organisms or whatever came to be. They kind of they kind of step over that fact, and they just go straight to evolution. And the other is creationism. God created you. Adam and Eve put them in the garden, created all you, now you're sinners, you know, go down to earth. Those are the two primary viewpoints of um, how you got here and kind of where you're going. In the uh, religious or the creationism, it's like through redemption, through getting on your hands and knees. And, uh, and begging forgiveness or suffering your karma to get back in the grace of God. doesn't even make sense. But there is about 4.7 billion people on the planet who believe in it to some degree or the other. It makes no sense at all, but it's a fun game. Those are the two primary schools of thought on how you came to be. Let's take a deep breath right now. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. Actually, they're both true in their own way. But let's hit the Alt button right now. How did we get here, and where are we going? Let's do something totally different or feel something totally different than creationism or evolutionary progression. Let's do something different. Take a deep breath. Alt. Different. It's not even thinking. Alt button is not connected to the brain. The alt button is not connected to the brain. It's connected to the wisdom of the Master and the heart of the human. Hit the alt button. Linda on the microphone lights up. How do we get here? And where are we going? What's, what's, what's the new creation theory? And I beg you to please, if, if don't say, I don't know. If you think you don't know, just make it up, and you're going to realize how true it actually was. Please. Consciousness said, I want to experience. 
great. So it became. So it became. Couldn't have said it better myself. Consciousness said, I wanted to create. I want to experience, and so it is. We don't need to pass the microphone to anybody else. Thank you. Now, science being in focus, being in that, uh, in that uh, mesmerizing graphic, scientists said, well, that's not right. I can prove to you right here that you know, these things happened, and here's the scientific evidence, and you're full of some New Age hooey stuff. Uh, and, and the creationists would say to you, oh, oh, you're, you're um, uh, going to upset God, and you're going to go to hell, and you're going to have to repent, or you're a heathen. or." So they're going to argue back and forth, but you're absolutely right. It is creation. Creation doesn't need to evolve. Creation can occur and then go back and take a look. Well, how did this happen? What are one of the many ways it could have happened? So consciousness just creates it like this, and then creates the whole long, big, fat story about how you got here, which may or may not be true. It was, it was just an experience, but that's it. Consciousness chose to create, and therefore we're here. Absolutely. So, my friends, that was an, an example of schools of thought, uh, mass consciousness schools of thought, that probably are correct to a point, because you can go back scientifically and look at how things evolve. To a degree. You can also go along the creationism theory that God uh, suddenly waved his or her hands and it was all here. It's kind of like consciousness, but it's giving credit to somebody else. Everything you do from now on, stop and hit the Alt Reality button. There are so many different ways to look at reality, so many different ways to to create. Now, let's go one step further with this. In your everyday human life, you run into issues, problems, maybe a money problem, maybe a deciding what to do next in your life problem, maybe a relationship issue, whatever it is, self-worth or anything, and your mind is a certain way of thinking about it. Your mind is in that pattern that we showed before, in that mesmerizing pattern. And your mind will go round. Let's put that up again for just a moment. Your mind will go round and round and round and round inside that pattern, looking for a solution to, let's say, a relationship issue that you're having. Should you stay with a partner or not? What are the consequences? What are the financial implications? Will he or she get upset? Will he or she threaten or even commit suicide? Will he or she uh, say bad things about you to other people because he or she knows all your dirty little secrets and bad habits. So you see, suddenly you're in this whole issue, this, this whole mesmerizing focus, mind focus, mental focus, trying to figure out the relationship issue, what to do. You go back and forth with it. You're getting more miserable every day. You can't stand this person that you're living with, but you dare not tell them that you don't love them anymore. You wonder what to do, what to do, what to do. That's when you stop and take a deep breath and you push the ALT button and then get the hell out of your way. See, ALT is not connected to the brain. ALT does not go in 
to the mesmerizing pattern or into focus. Alt opens up a whole new level of solutions for you, no matter what it is. Big issues, little issues, anything, anything in your life. If you have, are having a, a, a challenge right now, well, what are you going to do uh, next in your life? You, you want this thing, the embodied mastery, but you know, you know that the job doesn't serve you anymore, you're not getting anywhere with it, but you need it to pay the bills, and you're back in the pattern here. And you're trying to figure out, how do I, how do I get out of that job? How do I get out of that situation to have enough money to be the embodied master, to fly first class? to have a nice home, which you deserve and you know you deserve, but the mind goes back into here, into focus, into itself, looking for the answer. So what do you do? You say, well, it'll come to me one day. You've just gone further, deeper into that pattern, because it's not going to just come to you one day. You're just going to go deeper into it. You might forget about your problem for a little while, but you're not going to resolve it. And Again, you're trying to resolve a problem or an issue in your life using old tools, being in focus and using the mind, which is very limited, very, very limited capacity. The mind doesn't think outside of itself. It, it, it can't. Uh, the, the, so the mind is always probing and searching within itself for the answers. And guess what? They're not there. And that's the good news. How do you get out of the mind? You hit the Alt Reality button, and then truly stop thinking. Go take a walk. Uh, go climb a mountain if, if that's what you want. Uh, bake a cake. Eat some Master Balls. Whatever it is, <laughs> you just go through the the energetic um, experience of hitting Alt Reality, and then and then get out of your way. The answers will come to you. Maybe not at that moment, but the answer will come, and it will be so unlike what your mind could have thought that you'll at first think you're going crazy. You'll doubt the answer. Uh, it, it won't be an answer like a written text or anything. It's going to be a knowingness, a feeling. Ah, okay. And it's going to kind of come across you like a big, beautiful wave. It's just going to be there. But then your human mind, this piece of crap, is going to start trying to suck it in, trying to suck the beauty, the gracefulness, the, 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 um, the, um, the amazing expansiveness of the new solution. It's going to try to suck it right into there. That's when you get back, you hit Alt-Reality. Uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not going in there. We're going to go Alt-Reality. Initially, the mind, your human mind, is not really going to understand. You're going to try to put words to it, and it's almost indefinable. You're going to try to put rationale to the new solutions in your life, and, and it's just not going to be congruent with the way the mind works. You, you see this, this diagram here, the mind is, all, is, is incestuous, and it's always, it's always eating itself. The mind is always eating itself, but it's infinite, so it can just keep eating and eating. It's always into itself. We're going to go alt-reality into whole different solutions. You can use it for anything in your life. It's not magic. It is consciousness. It is consciousness, and that is the attractant. Consciousness will bring you out of this, because outside of this, 
That whole wall, the whole room, the whole building, everything is just consciousness. Consciousness is the very thing that is going to is going to allow you, bring you into alternative realities, and not human realities. You know, you have your sci-fi shows on TV, science fiction, and it's depicting um, a different form of human reality, but it's still human bodies, it's still a human mind, it's still human actions, and all the rest of that is just a little extra weirdness thrown in. This is so different. It's not just alt-human. It is truly alt-reality. So different. So let's take a good deep breath. And beginning now, you've got this – you could call it a tool that's always been there – you're coming back into awareness of it, alt-reality. It's a little – let's say – let's call it a button. It's a little trigger within yourself that's not wired into the mind and will provide you with some sweeping different views. The likes of what we just heard here. We've had scientists and religious leaders arguing for hundreds if not thousands of years about how we came to be. And in one clean, simple statement, Brother John said, hey, just consciousness being creative, and when it wants it, we're all here. Actually, that is the truth. Science is going to take a while to discover it. Uh, religions are never going to accept it. But that is the truth. Without consciousness, there is nothing. With consciousness, you can create realities like this. With consciousness, you can create the sense of focus that gets you caught in a reality like this. With consciousness, you can create any reality you want. But it's not through the brain. It's not willpower. It's no power whatsoever. It's not even using energy. There is no energy whatsoever in creation. And most people equate creation with huge quantities of energy. True creation, true consciousness, has not a speck of energy in it. It's only later, after the you could say the creation has been, has been birthed within the Creator, which is you. It's only then does the compassion or the passion come forth to bring the energy to make it so. And that's why I say, look in your heart. Look at what is in your heart. You have different words to describe it from before, but it is essentially the compassion. Now bring that to yourself. Bring it to your life. And suddenly everything changes easily, gracefully, without effort. Let's take a good deep breath. Let's put on some music and integrate all of this. A lot of talking, a lot of distracting today, but let's integrate all of this in our Murab. So now comes the time. Now comes the time for the wisdom of the Master. The Master showed up because you were allowing. None of those other lifetimes of the I Am were so allowing, but you were. And now the wisdom shows up. 
And I dare say that you've forgotten about the true heart of the human. You're too busy trying to overcome wounds and challenges, too busy struggling and fighting, tilting at windmills, fighting battles that no longer need to be fought, all the time forgetting about the tremendous compassion in your heart. If there's one thing that you're going to be known for, for all of eternity, celebrated for when you finally leave the human body and come to the other side, is your compassion for others. Like a color band you'll wear in your what you call energy field for all times. It'll never go away. When you come upon other beings, angelic beings in the other realms, they'll see that immediately in you. That color band, the compassion that you had for others, you take it for granted. Just start observing other people, and there's varying degrees of compassion that they have. Some with very, very little, some with no more compassion than an animal that roams the forest. Others with varying degrees, but none with a compassion like you have. Your heart has gotten hardened over the lifetimes. Maybe just because of that tremendous compassion, how you might have been taken advantage of by others. But you know, those days are gone, long gone. There are none who can harm you or hurt you in any way. Recognizing that you're a being of consciousness. Consciousness is like what is the great creator, but it makes, takes no energy whatsoever. Consciousness is like a dream, like, like a passion, an imagination what could be created, what could be experienced. And then it brings the energy forth to manifest it, not just in physical ways. It brings energy to manifest realities. You see, even as I'm speaking to you right now, you're here in the physical realm, in time and space, but your consciousness is imagining, dreaming, and creating stories, experiences, very sensual experiences that are not even based in physical reality. You get glimpses of them once in a while in your dream state. We come to this point where 
It's time to go beyond that matrix, that hypnotic pattern of the mind and of everyday life. Shall we come back to this point and we allow the alt reality button? It's always been there. It's not new. It's just kind of covered over, hidden. It is, it is truly in your being, this alt-reality button, nothing that you need to strive for or earn. It is your, you could say, your birthright, but it is your creator right to have alt-reality, to go beyond duality, to go beyond the old answers to questions in your life. It's free to use, and it's not connected to the brain, and nobody else can use it. It's just yours. By acknowledging it, by allowing it, you realize if you ever get stuck, you just hit that. There's different solutions. There's different perspectives, different realities. And yes, they can intermingle with this reality. Yes, they can. It is not an either-or. It is an and. You're not limited to one reality, or even to two. Mind-blowing? Well, yes, it is. But it is so very real, and it's all the result of consciousness. funny thing is, we're not creating anything new here. We're simply stepping out a very limited focus. That's all we're doing. We're stepping out of that pattern that was shown on the screen. This alt-reality can be used in everything in your life. And remember, there's no hands of angels on it. It's not your higher self doing it, it's you, you and the wisdom of the Master. It can be used for a small issue. You want to buy a new car, a new house. It can be used for bigger human issues. What should I do about my job? It could be used for the great issues of your life. How do I get unstuck? How do I allow my embodied enlightenment? How do I come into health and wealth? But there is a fine print on the Alt-Reality button. Not too much, but enough that we should acknowledge here one is that it's not going to be what you thought, what the human thought it was going to be. Let go of the expectations right up front. It's not going to be just another human solution. It will be other-worldly. It will be solutions from another realm. 
but realms that have always been there. Secondly, be a flashing light on this. Do not use for others, for your own personal use only. Do not use for others, because then you're defeating the very compassion of your heart. You see, true compassion is allowing everybody their experiences, honoring everything about them, about others. Not trying to change them. Not trying to change the world, but honoring. Perhaps it's one of the toughest lessons for any angel, and any human angel like you. Don't try to change the world. Use the Alt Reality button for you, for your life. It will ultimately affect others when you become that standard. We talked about before with the goodness in your heart, that shining standard oh, it will change, but it will do so without words, without power, without pushing. It will change the people closest to you, your children, your loved ones. It will change your community. But don't use the Alt-Reality button for them. It's only for you to change your reality, to change how you are creating. Consciousness creates, using no energy whatsoever. It is only in the manifestation that energy is brought forth to create beautiful illusions of reality. Consciousness, the great creator, requires no energy whatsoever. And remember that you are an attractor, attractant of energy. The other side of the equation, other side of the consciousness equation, you're where the energy flows to, the receiver. The one gifted with the energies. You're like a magnet, but if you're limited by the mind, by your beliefs, if you're limited by that hypnotic graphic of reality, you're only going to attract limited energy within a limited spectrum, with limited solutions. Imagine for a moment there are no limits. There are alt realities. There are many, many different realities that are all here. Use my example. There's not just the evolutionism, there's not just creationism, there is consciousism. <laughs> There are so many different realities, 
Imagine for a moment now you as the attractant, as the one who receives the gifts of energy, how it changes with alternative realities. So let's bring that alt reality button into full awareness. Take a deep breath. It's there to play with. Don't be afraid of it. It's there to experience. Just don't use it for others. Remember from this day that there are so many different solutions, and I'm going to oversimplify it, but I'm going to say that typically you try to use two different solutions, two different uh, approaches when a problem comes up, approach A and approach B, and all based on that mesmerizing graphic, in other words, the limitations of the mind. And as was said earlier in the room today, well, that's the way it was always done. But you are true pioneers of consciousness. Let's do it different. Let's take the alt reality and open up. Good deep breath, my dear friends. Good deep breath. Until we meet again next month or sometime in between, just remember, as you stay here on Earth as an embodied Master, that all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you. And so it is. With that, I invite you to maybe stay for a moment with the breath and allow this experience to integrate, to really feel into it as we take it into our life, not just this moment, but our life. Our thanks to Jeffrey Hoppe for channeling Adama Saint-Germain, such an energy it takes to do that kind of work. Thank you to all of you for listening, for participating, for watching, for being here and playing with Adamas. We'll be back here on December 9th. So it's one Saturday later in the month than normal, December 9th. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much, whether you're listening from the crimsoncircle.com, watching on the crimsoncircle.com, or listening blog talk radio. Thank you. Thank you to our staff, to our audience, to all of you listening. We Look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Wow.